Welcome to CanCom, the best in Canadian political commentary, selected and read by Islam Mohammed. Today's selection was written by Michael Harris and published May 3, 2018, by iPolitics.ca. In Why Andrew Scheer Will Never Be Prime Minister, Michael Harris explores the Conservative Party leaders' chances for leading the country in 2019. With elections in the air, hope springs eternal in the politician's breast. Jason Kenney hopes to be Premier of Alberta, Doug Ford hopes for the same post in Ontario, even Andrew Scheer hopes, though not all hopes are created equal. There are five reasons that Scheer will never be Prime Minister, despite the on-again, off-again bungling by the Trudeau government. Reason number one, Harper Deja Vu. Canadians got a belly full of Northern Republicanism with the former Prime Minister, so Scheer's attempt to create a GOP-style political base in Canada built on the same values, is doomed. It will just remind voters why they dumped these guys the last time. Reason number two, Mother Earth. Justin Trudeau will eat sheer alive on the environment, though the Liberals have broken key promises on this file and will pay a price in British Columbia for doing it, they have at least recognized there is a problem. In an attempt to dampen controversy over dubious pipeline projects, Trudeau has established a carbon pricing regime. It may not get Canada to its Paris emission targets, but it's better than burying your head in the tar sands and doing nothing. His government is also imposing, at least eventually, other regulations on the energy industry aimed at reducing greenhouse gas emissions. Stephen Harper's idea of regulating the energy sector was to hand the National Energy Board over to oil industry interests and declare that everything can't be a park. Liberals may be ambivalent on the environment, and certainly contradictory but today's CPC is still wondering if anyone has seen acid rain. As failed CPC leadership candidate Brad Trost declared, he doesn't believe man-made factors are causing global warming. Of course, Brad, it's all those farting cattle. Scheer doesn't quite go as far as his delusional colleague, but he is a de facto climate denier all the same, which is why he has promised to repeal mandatory carbon pricing, approve the defunct Energy East pipeline, and retain the $3.3 billion in subsidies and tax breaks for oil and gas companies. As for his own secret plan to reduce greenhouse gas emissions, it will remain fictional until he produces details. Scheer's old plan, cutting emissions sector by sector in concert with the U.S., is patently absurd. That's because the current President of the United States thinks climate change is a hoax. You know, like the Russia investigation. Donald Trump would allow drilling in a pilgrim cemetery if he thought it held oil. He loves coal. He chose Scott Pruitt to run the Environmental Protection Agency. Sound to you like a good partner in the fight against global warming? Reason 3. Scheer's gun policy, which will play a part in the next election, is based on the NRA fantasy that the government is somehow coming for everyone's rifle. There is also a little Davy Crockett riff thrown in for good measure. Here's how Scheer powerful man of marksmanship, described his own hunting prowess. I won't go into all the details about the trip except to say that I dropped a buck 400 meters away using a friend's 308 precision rifle, and the jerky tasted terrific. I'll let others judge the grandeur of Shear's high-tech disposal of a white-tailed deer, but in the era of Columbine, Las Vegas, Parkland, and Sandy Hook, only someone wearing the blinkers of ideology or cashing the checks of the gun lobby could advocate for larger magazines for guns. Only such a person could propose making the purchase of guns less of a paper chase 
and more of a breeze. The Tories are always locked and loaded on this subject. That's why one of Shear's MPs gushed that the dubious gift of a Highland tactical pistol holder, complete with hot pink carrying case, was, quote, the best gift ever, unquote. Why was MP Michelle Rempel so happy about her gifts? Because she thought that she would now be able to bring her gun to Ottawa. Turns out that she had to return these best gifts ever to their donor, a lobbyist at the Canadian Coalition for Firearms Rights. The crowning absurdity of Scheer's gun policy is his plan to create a firearms ombudsman, a permanent federal employee who would act as the champion of gun owners across the land. That's right, Scheer wants a system that protects gun owners, not society. That may be why he also says that the RCMP should be stripped of its power to reclassify guns. It may be why he wants to review the criminal code and scrub all federal regulations touching the acquisition usage, and transportation of firearms. I have to admit that might be a solid platform. An East Jesus, Alabama. At least Scheer isn't talking about arming teachers. The liberals, not always wizards on the subject of gun control as their ill-fated gun registry showed, modestly improved things with Bill C-71. The aim of the legislation is to tighten Canada's firearms law against the backdrop of the awful regularity and hideous outcomes of school and other mass shootings in the United States. But instead of banning semi-automatic weapons, as some gun advocates had feared, Ralph Goodell's legislation tackled the issue cautiously. Swiss arms rifles and 15 models of CZ-858 weapons were reclassified as prohibited. The bill also creates more comprehensive background checks on those seeking a firearms license. Finally, it ushers in mandatory record-keeping for gun vendors. Try as they might, however, the Conservative will have a hard time trying to characterize C-71 as a backdoor gun registry. Their gun stand is a last stand in the terror age ushered in by weapons like the AR-15. Reason number four that Scheer will never be Prime Minister is his narrow-band Conservative values. He routinely says that such a charge is just character assassination, but his record speaks for itself. A pro-lifer in the abortion debate, Scheer nominated Conservative MP Rachel Harder to chair the Committee on the Status of Women. Harder, an anti-abortionist, was ousted by pressure from the Liberals and the NDP. It was a stupid but revealing appointment. The pro-life movement was instrumental in getting Scheer the leader's job. Perhaps that's why he is in favor of having Ottawa fund anti-abortion groups. Scheer also voted against same-sex marriage in 2005. In his defense, the conservative leader reminds people that he asked Ottawa to condemn Russia for persecuting the LGBT community in Chechnya. Good for him. But that measure might have had more resonance if he could lay aside his preoccupation with Chechnya long enough to march in a gay pride parade in Toronto or Vancouver. Running against Trudeau, the great includer, Scheer's appeal to the electorate will be as narrow as his views. The fifth reason Scheer won't have to worry about measuring the drapes for 24 Sussex, should it ever be habitable again, is that his party's reputation for fiscal management is a pleasant fiction. It is true that Trudeau is spending the numbers off the national credit card as he weaves his way toward a budget deficit of $23.4 billion. But after inheriting a budgetary surplus from former Prime Minister Paul Martin, Scheer and his party ran deficits in seven of the nine years they were the government. Eight of nine, actually, if you discount the creative accounting in 2014-15. His was the party that pissed away $1.1 billion 
on the G8 and G20 summits in 2010, and was willing to make the largest purchase of military equipment in Canadian history without even knowing the firm price of the F-35 fighter jet. Not to worry, however. After 2019, Doug Ford could probably find something for Shear to do in Ontario. Though it chills the body fluids to say it, Corey Tenneke might soon be needing an executive assistant at Queen's Park. After all, it's where the rest of the Harper orphans are looking for a soft landing. That was Why Andrew Shear Will Never Be Prime Minister, published May 3, 2018 by iPolitics.ca. For more of the best in Canadian political commentary, subscribe to CanCom at the iTunes Store.